speaking of potential free agents and contending rosters, James Harden is on one right now. He's a potential free agent after this year, of course. I don't know if you heard, and we talked about it, of course. But <laughs> he's on a roster right now that has a legitimate chance to at least go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they're just as – I think they're just as – talented as as most teams in the eastern conference any other team in the eastern conference i don't really understand this man like I, i'm trying to get it like i get that harden loves houston i get that there is a kind of a there is this connection between harden and and the organization that is like undeniable i understand that but like you would you would think a guy would be interested in being on a winning team and being attached to a winning player like Joel Embiid, who very well will probably win the MVP this year. Like I'm trying to understand James Harden's motivations, and and I can't get into the man's head, but you know I I was listening, or I guess I came across it on Twitter, of you know Adrian Wojnarowski on his podcast with ESPN mentioning that. You know, Houston is very much in play with James for James Harden and that, you know, his 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 future there is very uncertain there in Philly. And it's like this is a headline and everything. It's like, yeah, we've been talking about this for almost the entire season. You know, nothing. It didn't feel like anything new uh, had been said or did did Harden just get ejected as we're as we're literally, literally as we're talking about him? He he gave uh, Royce O'Neal an elbow or a forearm to the groin. So yeah, he he has. They were been- pushing and shoving earlier. Uh, they, they they had been physical the entire game. I obviously turned my head to come record this, but that doesn't surprise me actually because they had been mixing it up already. Um, but yeah, made me lose my train of thought. But basically, Harden's motivations. I don't understand why you would want to leave Joel Embiid and the opportunity to compete in the East every year just to come back and hang out in Houston. I mean, sometimes winning, I'm not going to say winning isn't most important, but just being happy is most important, is more important than anything. And that's why you hear people say all the time, well, why wouldn't you want to get traded at the deadline to Team X? A lot of times it's because I don't want to get traded. I don't want to uproot my life to go try and be the savior of this team, you know, because when you get traded at the deadline, then you are automatically you know, you're pinned as the savior and you're the one who's supposed to get us over the top. That's not a fun situation necessarily to be in. Um, so for, for Harden, we've talked about how he, he I think he does want to get back here. I, I think he misses being in this part of the country. I think he just misses, you know, the city and all the stuff that comes with it. And I think there's probably some other personal reasons that come with it as well. But I do think there's a financial aspect also where if, you know, the Sixers pay him, if the Sixers give him what he wants, then he would probably stay there. If they don't, then he'll just come back here. So I'm always, I don't know the motivation. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know why he would want to leave, you know, the team, the third best team in the Eastern conference, you know, where they're going to, they're going to be in the second round. They will be, they will be locked in a very tough series, you know, in in the East semifinals, why he would want to leave that for, a team that has not made the playoffs basically been the worst team in the league for the last three years. Part of it, I do think is just kind of the emotional attachment to the city and the organization. I do think that that sort of stuff matters. You know, you know, we, Damian Lillard could have asked out of Portland many, 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 many times over the last few years. That team's not winning anything when he's there, but he wants to stay there because that's where he feels most comfortable. That's where he's happy. And I do think that there's something to that. You know, we, the, the culture that, that, that we're in right now is where, 
it's basically a culture of if you don't win, you're a loser. And I don't think that that was always the case. You used to see guys stick with the same team their entire career. Kim Elijah was with the Rockets for almost his entire career. They did not, they did not compete for championships that entire time. I think the best example of it is Utah, where you had John Stockton and Carl Malone. It took them what 15 years, almost 15 years before they even made the finals. And yet they stuck with it. You know, they stuck together, you know, with that organization, essentially their entire careers until Stockton retired. And then Malone went off to, to LA right after that. I mean, think of how many times, you know, when they lost early in the playoffs in like the late eighties and early nineties, you know, when it's like seven straight years of, of, of coming up short in the Western conference playoffs, if that were today, and we just saw it in Utah with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, if that happens today, one of those two, maybe both get traded at some point and they break that team up. So we're, we've kind of gotten into this thing where, well, if you're not winning a championship, then you're completely worthless and your career is worthless and you should just, you know, you should be looking to do something else. But I do think that happiness matters and being in a place where you're happy. I think that that sort of stuff matters to, to people, at least it should. So if he feels like he is happier playing in Houston, playing in, a, in an organization that he really likes and, and being in a city that he really likes, then hell, let him let him do it. I got no, I got no problem with that. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, you kind of assume. I think we try to apply our own sensibilities of competitiveness without actually being the competitor. Like you try to just imagine. I think a lot of fans try to just imagine, or how would I look, or how does this best fit the narratives that we've constructed over time of what what a winner is, or what a, what a legend's resume should look like by the time that they've retired and, and, and what what should be their motivations but but the truth is i think there's a lot uh, there's a lot to what you say there is like the the motivations might actually be happiness and, and and happiness could very well conflict with the narratives that we've constructed or the ideas that we've decided are are right you know like pursuing a cha- ring chasing or pursuing a championship you know and so I, I think that that's interesting. Um, and just from kind of from a sports standpoint to think of, hey, somebody might be happier playing at a place where they're less competitive. I think, you know, again, is an aversion to the sports fandom sensibility a little bit like, hey, you're supposed to be competitive. You're supposed to be trying to win. But we got to keep in mind that these are human beings, that these are people. So. Uh, so there's definitely something to that. As far as like from the Rockets side, though, and, and with with Harden, I do think because I, I mean, I listen to whenever there's a conversation about James Harden, I'm always like like locally, I'm always interested to see how people approach it and how people kind of couch it. And, and so many are like, oh, there's no way you could bring somebody in like that. He'd ruin your locker room. He'd ruin your team culture and all of these other things that I'm like, guys, <laughs> the T cut like. James James Harden gets here. I'm not saying that they should do it or don't, but he gets here. He ain't making it worse. I don't think he's getting here and making it worse. And I don't think it gets a, there's enough credit given. To, and I do understand why people think that, right? Because James Harden's got the party boy reputation and all that. But I don't think he gets enough credit for the way he changed his game and adjusted his game after he left Houston from the days in brooklyn to the days now in philly like he's a completely different player when he's healthy he's a completely different type of player than the one that i think rockets fans remember when he was here and if obviously if you're following the league you know that but the type of player that he is now does 
coincide or mesh with the type of player that they exactly need you know um now obviously they need more on defense as well and and maybe that'll come a lot of that will come with coaching and james harden certainly isn't that but yeah man it's just it's it's fascinating that that the sort of the emotional reaction does not jive with the logical basketball rationale of why to bring him here you know what i mean like he he make he he actually makes sense and fits on your roster if you separate sort of the history from it all yeah he's he's a point guard he's a walking one man elite offense and that essentially has, has been his enti- that's what he's been his entire career uh, especially in, in, since he joined the rockets in in 2012 like he is a one man show on that end of the floor if you have him on the floor you are going to have a great offense that's just how it is and the rockets offense has been let's be honest, horrific the last three years. So just adding him right there, it makes you better. Even though he's not the James Harden of 2018, you don't need him to be the James Harden of 2018. You're not looking to win a championship next year. You're just looking to be respectable because they haven't been that. Adding James Harden to the roster makes you respectable. It just does. And so he's not going to play every night. This isn't going to be him playing 82 games, you know, and playing – the second night of a back-to-back all the time. And, you know, it's going to be different than what it was if he were to come back, but he's still really, really good. And he can, he understands the game probably better than anyone else. And, and we talk about coaching and we talk about, well, Vogel's a, a defensive coach. They so need an offensive coach, you know, to, to go with him. Well, James Harden probably sees the game better than any offensive coach you could ever imagine having on your staff. So, you know, he, he just, he would make you better in so many different ways. Um, and, you know, just having somebody who knows what they're doing on the floor most of the time would be nice because this team has been lacking that. And you know what? Say what you want. Everywhere the guy goes, they win. And you look back at, you know, in Oklahoma city, you know, he's never missed the playoffs. He's been in the league now for what? 12, 13, 14 years. He has never missed the playoffs during that stretch. And we're talking, you know, he's in the Western conference for eight years. Uh, they finished top four in, in the West in the West um, six out of the eight years. I mean, that's hard to do during that stretch from 2013 to tw- through uh, through 2020. The Rockets were a top four team in the West six out of eight years. That's hard. You know, that doesn't happen very often. They won a playoff series. They got out of the first round of the playoffs five times in eight years in an eight year stretch. That's not something that had been done here in a long, long time. since Kim Olajuwon was around. So, you know, little things like that, you know, he's not perfect. He's older. He's not as durable as he once was, but he can still really play, and he gives you a chance to win whenever he's on the floor, and that's that's what they need to get to. They're not looking to go from 22 wins to winning a championship next year. They're looking to take the next step, take the next step after that, take the next step after that, and that's how you get to a championship level. It's not going to happen overnight. Jalen Green was on IG Live, and somewhere I didn't see the whole thing, but there's a clip out there of him saying that, you know, we're going to the playoffs next year. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to do, coming in hot, all of that. And I just think about, and, and, you know, kids being kids on IG Live. But aside from that, I just think about how much smarter and better of a basketball player could Jalen Green become being around James Harden and playing with James Harden every day? Well, just being with him on the practice floor every day. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, and watching film with him every day, that, that sort of stuff matters. And you know what? This time last year, there was nobody in that building talking about playoffs. No one. Even going to 
to the offseason, you know, going to, you know, uh, training camp. Nobody was talking about, hey, we, we, could, we could be in the playoffs. We could be in the play. And no, they all knew what this was going to be. But now the expectations are different. And they're going to go into camp with expectations of actually winning some games. And so they're going to add to the roster. They're going to add, in all likelihood, you know, a top five, top six pick. Well, you know, maybe they trade the pick or whatever. They're going to add veterans. They're going to add more than one veteran. You know, the roster was very thin. I don't think people understand just how thin the roster really was. Because we saw all these names of guys that they had drafted, but they weren't good NBA players. You know, the talent level on the roster is going to improve significantly. And one of the things that we'll get into as we get to the offseason is that you have some guys that are kind of, you know, on the roster right now that might not be on the roster by the time next season starts. Um, and so you're just your talent level one through 15 should be not maybe not one through 15, but, you know, one through nine, which is really what matters. It's going to be better next year. And so you know, we'll have to see what happens. The, the West is going to be a gauntlet as it always is. It's going to be tough to, to compete, but they're going to at least try and they're going to take their swings and the expectations will be totally different 